Hello, and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. Okay. So we've been receiving a ton of emails, mm -hmm. just a couple emails, uh, final ones. Yeah. Not ever, but we've, we've had such a long string of emails recently that this is the final batch. Of, Gabe, you have one. Yeah, this is to put the, the seated urination topic to bed. Yeah. One last one. Or to flush it, yeah. Flush it down the pipes, <laughs> broken or not, busted or not. Cesar Romero writes, SU Team. I am a listener from Mexico, and I really enjoy your podcast. I usually listen to it during my commute or while running. I think you touch on very interesting topics and get me to smile while listening to you. Thank you, Cesar. He writes, about your show on peeing sitting down. A long time ago, I stayed in a hotel where the bathroom had a tiled floor polished black. The first day of my stay, it looked like a black mirror. By the second day, you could see all around the seat where the pee had splashed out of the toilet. I can visualize this so well. <laughs> I, can really see, I can see exactly what he's describing. Composed. By the end of the week, I was disgusted. And since then, as practical as possible, I pee seated. Just my two cents. Keep up the good work, Cesar. Well, and that was his own, I, I assume. He was disgusted by his own urine. Right. Splashed on the perfect black mirror underneath his feet. <laughs> and, and imagine now if it's someone else's. All of this, all of these are good reasons for sitting down while you pee. Moving on to the topic of pain, which we discussed on a recent episode and how people experience pain differently based on where they fit into the social fabric, where Fab they are on the, the social ladder. Yeah. And yeah. we got an email from Murray saying, because you both grew up in the States, you might know the adage, comparison is the thief of joy. If my memory is correct, Roosevelt is credited with its origins. Uh, he goes on to um, encourage us to check out the bird call of a brown trasher. Thrasher, possibly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll have to look that up later. But, Murray, um, that, that adage, comparison is the thief of joy, is one that I've been lobbing at my children a lot over the last couple of years. I use that one every month or two when they start, you know, you, you I don't know, you cut up a piece of Nutella bread with Nutella on it and then and one of one of your children's like no no he got more she got more yeah. comparison is the thief of joy I think imp an important thing to keep in mind is that not only children do that we all do it all day long regardless of how old we are or how wise we think we are that's what human beings do we compare ourselves with what other people would with the people around us mm -hmm. with what they have how happy they appear to be. And the, the researcher that we were talking to told us that just not to do that. Hopefully we Easier can. said than done. Yeah, had some emails on that. Not going to read all of those, but uh, effectively try to practice gratitude. It mm. could operate like a muscle. You strengthen it over time. Another nice email we received wishing us happy Father's Day which was very unexpected because I don't know how this happened, but Father's Day is earlier in Germany than in North America. A couple of weeks even. Yeah, back in May. I, what happened there? But so the, the fun thing for Gabe and me is we could experience it twice. Yeah. Right? You get the, you get the, the well wishes. So thank you for those. Yeah. Also the various comments on, um, on our singing abilities that, that, that was unexpectedly generous of you. And uh, I'm still waiting for the emails to come in to tell us how terrible we were. Let's get to the science. Gabe, you've got something. Should I go first? Yeah. I thought it sounded really interesting. Lone, loneliness. Loneliness, loneliness, loneliness. We know by now there are studies out there, big-time meta-analyses on its effect on mental health, that it is not good for our mental health, that, that our mental well-being is reduced when we are lonely. But there, there is no work out there to date on 
on what you should do and in, 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 in particular what being around other people does for those feelings of loneliness. Well, the idea I think most of us would automatic, automatically have in our heads is that yeah. loneliness goes down. As soon as it, you go out, you're lonely, hey, let's hang with people. That is the intuitive, that would be the intuitive tip, right? Any self-help book on loneliness would say, go and, and be around other people and attempt to create some positive bonds with other people and make that loneliness go away. Because other people, if you're around other people, you're not alone, right? Theoretically, yeah. This work out of the University of Tilburg, um, I think this is important, and they did this study really well, says the, the exact opposite. They did three different studies. The first one is based on an incredible set of data from Germany, collected between 1984 and 2020. 84 and 2020? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And a select set of, of people. There are 20,000 participants in that set of data from the German Economic Institute. And they selected 2,000 people from that survey for this. So we're looking at longitudinal data over decades. Yeah. Age 16 and up. And this first study, it, it asked people to report the day before, did you feel lonely? Hmm. And were you alone? And what was your mental well-being based on uh, were you happy, were you satisfied, enthusiasm, did, were you feeling meaning, anger, sadness? Were you feeling worries, stress, boredom, pain, fatigue, frustration? They had um, their mental well-being on a scale of one to seven, whether they were feeling alone and whether they were around other people on that day. And what the data says is that when people were feeling most lonely, that when they were around other people, the well-being, it had the worst effect on, on well-being, mental no. well-being. No those way. Questions. No way. Yeah. So when you were most lonely, people are worse for you than being alone from that data. That was the first study. What? And that was based How on, on earth? That, okay, so that was based on what you, what you felt the, the day, a day before, that German study with all these years and years of data. So basically they're asking me, Connor, mm -hmm. how'd you feel yesterday? And my response is that I was feeling lonely and then I went and I saw people yesterday. Yeah and I felt lonelier. Right, or not as well. Your mental well-being, all those questions, were you happy, were you bored, gotcha. did you feel pain? Gotcha. That score was lower when you were around other people. So when you were feeling lonely and you were around other people, that had the okay. worst okay. impact. That's data set one. Maybe, maybe it's a German thing. Maybe yeah. the Germans are being kind of Yeah, unfortunately, funky. it was completely replicated in the second set, and this had more of a, of a momentary feel to it. So these, these people, this was collected in 2014, same German set, but they were asked to perform seven different surveys at random times during the day for one week straight. So let's say you go through 7 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, seven times during the day they were, supposed, they were asked these questions, were you, did you feel lonely or do you feel lonely at this moment in time? Are you around other people? And what's your well-being? Same thing. And the, it, it, the graph is almost identical. When people were feeling strong bouts of loneliness, so when loneliness, the feeling of loneliness was high, and they were around other people, that was when it was, when they felt most lonely, compared to when they're alone and hmm. feeling lonely. And the, the, the last important thing to say about that, the, the, the second one here is that these are what you're feeling in the moment. So I guess in the first study, the caveat would be, 
that ah, there's memory bias, you can't really remember your feelings. In this second moment, that was what these people were feeling at this moment. When I'm feeling loneliness and I'm around other people, my mental well-being is worse than it was or than it would be if I were alone. I want to be alone. Being around other people doesn't help me. It makes me feel worse. Third set of data from the UK. So that second set, again, that was the same. Those were the Germans that were from the first survey. This third one is from the UK during the COVID lockdowns. Same thing. And again, replicated. The same exact results. So that when, when people were feeling loneliest, did not improve when people were around other people. It doesn't... Yeah. I, I mean, I can find I can find sense in it. I can I can I, I, I can picture a way where that would happen, for yeah. example, with me if I were feeling lonely. And then I, I, you know, slapped my leg, got up off the sofa and I forced myself to hang out with people. And if those people weren't close friends that I truly wanted to hang out with, if they were colleagues and you're just doing the blah, 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 collegial talk or if they're acquaintances and everything's very formal and polite, but not really meaningful. Mm then you're just kind of exhausting yourself in addition to the loneliness and your mental health would go down. But aren't people usually, hopefully, going out and spending time with other people they want to be around? Or is... Well, I think loneliness happens when, when what you want from other people or you're, you, the, what you desire from social interaction, when that's different from, what, from reality. So if you want to be around other people and want that positive bond and you're not getting it because it's just not working out, that, then you get this feeling of loneliness. The idea then that once you have this feeling of loneliness, you just go around other people and it's going to magically get better is not, not a great idea because what if those positive bonds don't happen? You go out and you're around people and just because you're around people doesn't mean you're having uh, healthy social interactions. Maybe it, it almost amplifies the badness or the bad feelings of loneliness. That would be a theory. That is one theory. The other theory is that it's a social buffer. You go around other people and it just gets better. And what this study was about was looking which one is right, which of those theories is right. Let's get some practical data to back up one of those two theories. And it, by far, the social amplification, that bad feelings are amplified by being around other people is the case here. The question is why? Why doesn't it get better? Is it because they're just, their social skills aren't where they need to be? Well, okay. could the pandemic have? Well, no. In this case, no, because the data is before the pandemic. But well, the, I'm wondering the, the data from Germany. Let's face it. You and I live in a foreign country, mm -hmm. and as as exotic and romantic as that sometimes is, there's a cultural gap between us and most German people. And yeah, huge. It, yeah, and you can you can bridge it. But sometimes when I meet, you know, you've you've been around a lot of people from this country, and then you meet a fellow compatriot. And it's like you're around a campfire warming your hands again because you all have the same cultural references and jokes and everything. Mm. And there's uh, sometimes that can be less lonely than being around people who aren't quite like you. And I know it's almost a, yeah. a, a meme at this point that yeah. you can be surrounded by people and lonely. And I think the important criteria or question that these studies leave me with is who are they spending their time with? Yeah. Is If there was just a little extra question, was that person someone you have deep, meaningful potentially life-altering conversations with because I, then I think the loneliness or the mental well-being goes up. That question was missing, unfortunately, because that is the key here because when people who are feeling lonely go out and try to get those positive emotions back and it fails, it leads to those people thinking that social interaction is, is meaningless, could be meaningless, or in the worst case, that it's, it's, it's so bad that you then in the future just avoid it. It could become a... 
a vicious cycle, right? There is a practical lesson to draw even from this data right here, which sounds pretty, pretty bleak. Mm. Which is what if you're if you're out there and you're feeling lonely, don't necessarily force yourself to to get surrounded by all of these other any old people. <laughs> yeah. Think about who you, who that person is going to be. Whether you're going to be able to share um, share things with them and and trust that if you say something to them that they're that it's gonna it's gonna make you feel good because it might not necessarily it might not fix it. It might make it worse. Science. 